Hey, Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family, welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, do houses hold energy? And what is that? Those vibes you get when you walk into a space. Is that real? Is it in our head? What is it? But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So what do you think? Well, I did some research. Yeah. I'm not, I researched two homes. Yes. I'm not going to tell you yet Ooh, which suspense. two homes I researched. It's a surprise. Huge surprise. But, and I don't know if should I give away my findings right now, but you know, I'm going to say when you li- when you used to live on Marie Drive yes. in Buffalo, New York, or Ham- was it Hamburg? Hamburg, New yes, York. Yes, Hamburg, New York. That house definitely had vibes. Yeah. So the house that you met me in, that was the house I was living at home at the time when we met. It, my, okay. So my mom's a psychic. And she did like a lot of readings in the house. And the weird thing was, is people always said, I love your house, especially this one room in the house. It was like the TV room den. And it it wasn't anything special. It had like paneled walls. It, you know, had old couches. It was very cozy, but it wasn't like gorgeous or anything. But can I, the number one thing I heard from friends, they, nobody wanted to leave. No, me. it was weird because, you know, when you first start dating, you're supposed to go out. (laughs) To eat in the movies, <laughs> or back then you were supposed to go out to the movies. Now you now you're supposed to stream or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, I never wanted to leave that room. Yeah, you're gonna blame that on the good vibes or the or, or the wallet or the situation. Wallet. <laughs> uh, well, we did the money episode last week, so um, you're like, hey, I'm Meg, I'm blaming it on the house. L- let's just eat toast to here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, your house has good vibes. Yeah. no, but it is true. Like, no, every- really, did it, it? Truly, you just didn't want. I mean, you'd have to really pull yourself out of that yeah it was like a vortex of good vibes and and you could watch anything on tv and it was just it was just good and i don't so anyway so yes and i feel like you know and then what happened is when i started doing readings in this house people were saying the same thing here too they'd be like oh my god your house feels so homey yes your house feels so great they don't want to leave but now i don't do as many in-person readings in the house like i don't do any really ever since the pandemic and i don't hear that as much anymore (laughs) But I used to hear it a lot. Yeah, we, you did. Yeah, we actually. Yeah, people would always say how homey it is, and they would yeah. never want to leave. And then they, if they had, if they came for a reading, they just want to kind of stay. And they yes. just, after the reading was over, like, yeah. just, hey, let's, what do you want to do for lunch? And right. Go to the fridge. <laughs> they started going to our fridge and making the coffee. So and yeah. So so what is it about houses and energy? Like what's you know? So spaces do hold energy, and we call them vibes usually. And either we're attracted to them. Or we feel neutral about them or we're repelled by them. And and the way that I see it is our environment is not a neutral place. And you can pick up on things. And there's three reasons why it happens, okay? So one is emotions and vibes. So like leftovers emotions from those who've inhabited, built, or designed the space. So that's like a real, and I'm going to get into each of these more. The second one is something called geopathic stress. So these are like environmental frequencies we perceive in a way which we can't explain, much like animals can. So this can happen if if the space is over like a tunnel or a sewer or a geological fault or radiation or places on Earth that don't feel habitable, even if there's a house there. So there's just something off of the energy. And animals pick up on this very quickly. The difference is they listen and we don't always listen. And finally, something called emotional residue. And I had to look into this one because... Some people believe, some scientists believe, well, and and, so, and some of this has been backed by research, that there's psychological components 
from knowing what went on in a space, first of all. So for example, a lot of people that go into Auschwitz, it's like overwhelming. They uh, same symptoms. They even more. I guess I've never been, but I guess okay, they. So, yeah, and that, that was a concentration camp during World War II. Oh, for thank those you. That don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I think they even warn people ahead of time. I was looking at, or maybe some tour guides do. Some tour guides don't. Like I said, I've never been there. But like, you're, you might feel tightness in your chest. Like they're so used to the medical symptoms and the negativity and the physical effects people feel from walking through there. So, you know, they're like, is this such a psychological because they already knew what happened? Or is it just haunted with really bad, bad, bad energy from the sadness that went on there? Um, But there's this other part of it where some researchers have actually, and I'm going to go into this more, have discovered that the we leave behind hormones and chemical sense that other humans can perceive and pick up on and react to. Okay. So it seems like the greens would be really into into some of these. They would like that the geopathic stress one and the the emotional residue. Yeah, those two. It seems like. Yeah, yeah, and and. And, and I'll tell you how, what I think at the end of this, but okay. let's talk about the first one. All so right, emotions and vibes. So emotion, every time you have a, an emotion, it carries a frequency and that is energy and it shifts the space and, and energy is like a wave, like a frequency, like a, like a radio wave, like a signal from a satellite. It exists long past the time it was sent out. So if there is a really happy experience that occurred in the space that you're inhabiting or a negative experience, it can imprint this vibe stronger and the emotions associated with it can become stronger and magnified. I feel personally it can attract the, like if these people have passed, it attracts their, their energy, their, their whatever you want to call it, their souls or their ghosts or whatever you want to call that. Um, and if it's like really positive or negative, I, I see this all the time. Like there's mirrored experiences. So we were talking about, I forget what episode, how, hey, how come sometimes a house is nothing, 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 and then a family w- moves in and it wakes up and it's all this haunting activity because energy responds to like energy. So if something tragic or happy happened with like a family and then, no, you know, and then single men were living there for a while and then a family moves in, all of a sudden the energy starts resonating with your energy and it amplifies the whole thing. Okay. So, so let me ask you this question. Yeah. I don't know if you know the answer to it or not, but let's say a home was built in the 1800s. Some bad things went down in the early 1900s. Yeah. Then, you know, then it settled, whatever. So then that could reappear in the 19, let's say, 70s. Yeah. So, like, it just stays there through time? Well, the way that I think Waiting of, for... Yeah, we think of things like, uh, exp- like there's expiration dates on things. Right. Because that's how we work in this world. Like, if you leave, I don't know, a cheesecake out... <laughs> you leave it out for like, you know, a month, it's going to stink. And then after that, it just gets petrified and then turns to dust and then goes away. That's not how energy works. Energy doesn't do that. Like it can stay. And I feel like this has, this is where I get psychic crazy, psychic lady. <laughs> but I feel like because it, it doesn't exist on these planes, the same plane that we're on. So it can pop, it can move to different planes. It can, it can kind of stall for a minute and then come back to the plane fresh as a daisy. You know, if the right energy hits it. The other thing is, Apartment buildings versus houses. Energy doesn't stop at a wall. Okay. Okay. Like energy, like just be, you know, you're living next door on top of below, you know, anywhere, the hallway, you, if somebody's going through something, 
underneath you. <laughs> okay. In the, in the, in the building underneath yeah. you, it can rise up and it can affect you. And if you start going through similar things, it can amplify both those energies. What? That's true. And that yeah. could also be physical as well. If things are going on downstairs and then you're oh, on yeah. the upper, you can <laughs> feel things. <laughs> As I, we lived in an apartment. We sure did. That has happened. We lived in an apartment yeah. and it was very interesting downstairs. Right. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Physically. It, the, in yeah. a fun way. Not in a negative way. <laughs> Jumanji, Jumanji, Jumanji. In a Jumanji um, way. Yeah. That, that's but yes. very interesting. But you know, yeah. yeah. No, going back to the point that you were making, we did talk about this earlier with, when we did the Warrens and Ed Warren, yes. you know, those two paranormal ghost hunters, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. They also said the same thing. Like the energy oh, did they? Could, yeah, the energy could say dormant yeah. and then reappear. Okay, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. And that's like a real thing with, with energy. And, and you know what's – we as humans feel it, but we're really great at dismissing our feelings. So sometimes, especially like if your dog or cat lives – if I'm reading you and you have a dog or cat and you're in an apartment, immediately they're like – they'll show me the energy on like the left side of the – of the apartment or in the hallway because they feel it themselves. So it's re- it's a real thing. Okay, so that's emotions and vibes and their own frequencies. Now, the second thing, geopathic stress. This is, I found this so fascinating. I had to look into it. So it makes a lot of sense to me. So you know how like some animals won't, they just, you know, it's just a fact. They won't live in certain spots. And then if you took like scientific tools or or whatever and went over there, like, oh, it's a higher radiation field here. There's a mineral deposit under the ground. That's interesting. Or it emits this different frequency than this part that they all seem to. So we feel that too. But the difference between us and animals is <laughs> a developer will come and build it right on top of it. And then we're like, well, we should live there. And we ignore it all and go live there. But that kind of stuff can bother us and affect us. And instead of us understanding that, oh, okay, like this isn't right, um, and then just listening to it like an animal would, we kind of go into our psyches and we might say, oh, these are, this is bad vibes. Or we might say, oh, I'm going to ignore it because this is a, you know, this is where I'm living. Okay, so is, are these like the examples like when you hear, oh, that house was built on top of an old cemetery from the 1700s or something or is that what, no it's would, more like no. like actually earth like they're a mineral deposit oh not even underground water okay um tunnels okay so there was this interesting there was this um oh my gosh in bavaria you know i'm not a scientist you guys where did it oh yeah in bavaria it was in bavaria this is how they kind of started this uh study there were all these houses built on a ge- well all these people got cancer at the same time and then a scientist went to go research it and he realized like everyone who got cancer was like in this weird spot. They all had their bedrooms over a geological fault, like in the, in the town. And some people in the town were like, I don't like, I don't want to live. Like they listened to it and they just didn't want to live there. Like, and they couldn't explain it. They're just like, man, I didn't like it. I don't know. Weird. But the people that live, they, they kind of got cancer. Now there's so much you can look into that. And then they're, they're real clear in the article. They were like, but we're not saying that geological faults lead to cancer. But my point is, is that they can see that there's a correlation between people having negative effects or negative feelings or symptoms and issues with the earth, just differences in the earth's uh, vibe. So that's, that's the geopathic stress thing. So we can perceive issues in the earth itself, just like animals. Right. So that, that can always be issues with. Okay. So this, this is not like man-made things that have happened. This no. is things that are natural 
to yeah. the earth. Okay. Yeah, just natural, like just magnetic issues or just whatever okay. it is. I mean, it falls along the line when you guys were always talking about your crystals and yes. their, you know, all your different crystals and the red jasper and all that does and right. all those other things. Yeah, it's yeah. like it affects you. Okay. okay, got it. And finally, emotional residue. And this is, I think, that that was a green one that I just did. And this is another green one. All right, so chemical signals from other humans, which lead us to feeling low vibe or off-putting. So studies have found, for example... That a woman's tears, okay, have a chemo signal signal in them, a chemo signal, a chemo signal, okay, a chemical signal in which they actually lower men's libidos. So when a woman's crying around you, you, according to science and research, can, and this was like researched widely, can pick up just through kind of the air or whatever, and then all of a sudden your libido gets lower, well, yeah, oh, men hate okay. when girls yeah, cry, yeah. usually. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. All right. Or, and then this, I thought this was really funny. This, they studied the sweat that men produced when they were scared. So they took, they put men in really scary situations and took their sweat. And then they, they, I don't know how, I don't know how they do this, but then they took a group of women, women and exposed them to that fear sweat and all the women felt disgusted. Okay. Well, <laughs> so a men's well, fear disgusts a okay. woman. Is it, I mean, I know I've always heard like... <laughs> People are attracted to your pheromones. Yeah, that, that's it's like is that, that kind of like that. They were calling them like chemo signals or yeah. something. But yeah, yeah. So they're saying that, and and there's so much research that can be done here. But they're saying like something in a place where something terrible happened, there could be a lot of chemo signals left, and we're just picking them up. Okay. And that's something that we're responding to in the atmosphere. So these chemo like. Normally, you know, when I leave the room, the smell goes with it and everyone's happy. <laughs> but what you're saying or what they're saying here is that there's left, like my smell did not go away. <laughs> it's not so, even a like, smell. It's like, whatever, I, yeah, whatever that is. Whatever yeah. that is. And that'll stay there through centuries. Well, that's, possibly. that's what they're researching. Like, okay. so they didn't have, cause that's, that's where it could expire. I'm now, like, come on, doesn't somebody's pheromone yeah, actually, like, like that's biological like, material. Right. So that didn't make yeah. sense to me, even, but I had to give you everything. Yeah. Cause even like plastic, <laughs> you know, they say like if you drop a, you know, plastic, you know, in thousands of years, it'll be gone. Yeah. So like, do those leave too after thousands of years? Yeah, or? I know. I mean, okay. I'm just giving you, this is what people think they're like when, because there's so, what happens is, and this is, this is, this is my conclusion. All right. <laughs> this, is, this is what I think. I think there's truth in all of this stuff. And I don't feel like science dismisses psychic or spiritual ability. Actually, I think that's the 3D world trying to keep us separate from it. Because the way science to me, you know, God or that which is greater than us or whatever you want to call it, I feel like that exists in every natural occurrence on this planet. Science is a way to, I feel, explore spirituality. I don't feel like they're mutually exclusive. And I feel like our body's ability to kind of filter through these feelings, you, know, you can call them instinct or just like, you know, chemical signals or whatever, but I feel like it's also your ability to connect with that which is greater than us or the balance of the universe. So I feel like that is spiritual. All right. I mean, I'm on board here. Okay. I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, we do try to make the paranormal normal here. We're trying. So that's what we're trying to do here again. <laughs> um, all right. Let's take it. We'll do a couple ads. And then when we come back, we're going to do two homes, one that has really good, strong, positive energy, and the other one, just terrible, negative, evil energy. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. You know, I've been noticing 
that the cats, all three of them, have been hanging out around, hovering around the fridge. I think we might have a geopathic stress area over there. No. No. No, it's no, totally no. fine. Okay. It's it's because they know that this is where I keep the smalls. Oh. You know, it's a new year, and it was time for me to update my cat food for my precious little fur babies, that's Binks, Dusty, and Rocky. And Smalls was the way to go. You know, it is 2023. Are you still feeding your cat kibble? Because I was. And now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. Today, Smalls has served millions of meals to cats all across America. At this point, you might be wondering, why can't I just feed my cat kibble? Well, when it comes to big pet food, let's just say you do not want to see how the sausage is made, okay? Think pink sludge getting extruded at extremely high temperatures. If that sounds gross, imagine having to eat it every day. Smalls takes a different approach. It is cooked gently, just like food would be in your own kitchen, and they work with leading cat nutritionists to create recipes that are exactly what your little furball craves and needs. After making the switch to small, 78% of cat owners reported their cats had shinier and softer fur and 90% uh, reported overall health improvements. That's such a big deal. You know, my own cats, they love it and they look healthier and they're more spry than they've ever been before. I, and I feel, and they love the taste. This is why they're sitting around the fridge at mealtime now. I and fi- and also I can finally open a packet packet of cat food and not get nauseous. I actually recognize the ingredients in a packet of Smalls cat food. So remember, higher quality ingredients mean a healthier and happier life for your kitty. So head to smalls.com/kya and use promo code kya at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code KYA for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code KYA for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. Now, we just spoke about feeding your cats better, but we have to feed ourselves better too. For me, Sakara has been such a lifesaver. You know, I'm always looking for meals that are ready to eat. And Sakara not only has that, but it's delivered to my door. And they actually help me feel and look and just sense my best self. Sakara is the answer. And it's so much more than such a meal delivery program. Sakara is a nutrition program that's like having a nutritionist and chef in one. Their meals are expertly designed to support your goals from weight management to clearer skin and boosted energy. And also, guess what? They are delicious. Sakara brings expertly designed organic nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. They're science-backed, ready-to-eat meals, deliver results you can see and feel from weight management and eased bloat to boosted energy and clearer skin. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash KYA or enter code KYA at checkout. That's Sakara. S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash K-Y-A to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash K-Y-A. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So I was tasked this week to find 
you know, a topic. And I, you know, I like the paranormal. I love the Mothman. Everyone knows I'm a big Mothman fan. And as I was doing some research, research, I came across what was called the House of Death, which we are going to talk about. And, you know, I was reading about it and all these bad things that happened there. And then I kind of, in my head, I was thinking, well, I'm always like reading about all these horrible things like the Amityville Horror House and, uh, you know, the Warrens finding all the, you know, the Annabelle doll and all these places being haunted. And I'm like, is there ever a house that maybe has like good, good vibes throughout its history where you could go kind of see it and it always has a good feeling to it. So that's how this kind of came out. So what I did, I wanted to do like the juxtaposition between one good vibe house and one bad. So I picked the good vibe house I picked was the Brady Bunch home. Okay. Okay. So every, I, I don't know if everyone knows, but the TV show, the Brady Bunch, right? Lovely yeah. Family, man I love and wife, the, they the put re- the family together. Yeah. yeah. I love the remake movies. Those are my favorite. Yeah, you love the remake movies. Yeah, those are funny. Um, so I found the, the actual house. Now, the show itself, the interior was all taped on Hollywood sets. But the outside of the home was actual footage from this one house. And it's funny because the address stuck out right away, which is 11222. That's Dilling, so weird. Dilling Street, Studio City, California. So 11222. Is the address. I've been seeing that number. Like, I just got chills. Did I tell you, like, a couple days ago? Yeah, you ago? told me that, yeah. I keep seeing 1122 everywhere. Yeah, then I come out and tell you the address. And yeah. You're like, whoa. Yeah, whoa. it's, like, been creeping me out. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the house the house was built in 1959. Uh, and then eventually, when the TV... The, I think the Brady Bunch started in 1969, they decided that they were going to use this home that was built. It, was, it wasn't built for the show or anything like that. The producers of the show basically said this is the when they were just looking through houses. I'm sure it was close to the studio. But when they were looking at houses, they said, oh, this is a house that an architect would live in. And I think Mike was the <laughs> He dad. was. He was, he was an, an architect. architect. So yeah. That's why they picked it. <laughs> um, and all the shots you see are of the outside of the house are this actual house at 11222 Dilling Street. So the show went on. In the first couple of years, it wasn't a great success, but it went on to be a huge hit. And... It was eventually bought by a family, the, the actual house. Right. And it was just a one of the most popular tourist spots in L.A. Wow. At that time, you know, in the 70s, 80s, 90s, maybe in the 2000s, you went to L.A., this was a stop that people would go to. Oh, really? In fact, it was at one point, I don't know if maybe it still is, it was the second most photographed house in the U.S. That's amazing. Yeah. First so, one being so the, people just uh, just love it. Yeah, they love it. First one being the White House, but after the White House, it is the second most. They say, so people love it. Um, a little bit about the house: it's a ranch style, split level. We'll put up some pictures. I mean, most people probably have seen it. It was three bedrooms, three bathrooms, two master bedrooms. It, was a, it had a very unique layout, uh, about twenty four hundred square feet, and it had a nice backyard for that area. You know, in LA, it's hard to get land, and it had a nice large backyard. So. People loved it. They would come by. They would take pictures. Now, if you or I lived there, because <laughs> so, someone bought it, I think, in 72, someone bought it. Another family bought it. We'll get into that in a second. Now, people coming by all day, taking pictures all day. If you and I owned the house, my red would just be like, what are you doing on my property? Could you guys go away? You'd have a big old privacy set. Right. Would, keep would, out. Keep out. You would be like every time you saw a car drive by, you'd run upstairs, go under the blanket, watch Netflix covered. And, but the people that bought it, um, the McAllister family, loved it. 
They loved having the people come by. Oh, that's nice. They that's, welcomed. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. it, it just had such good vibes. They, they um, you know, people would stop by. They would take pictures. They, they would kind of wave to them. They would oh. say hello. Members of the the cast would stop by at times. Like, you know, the, the, the yeah. boys and the girls would stop by. Um, they did, they did film a few scenes in front of the house that they would be there for that too. But the family, you know, they just absolutely adored it. Um, I gave you a picture of the granddaughter of the family that owned it. Violet McAllister was the last, was the remaining survivor who owned the home. She bought the house in 72, like I said, for $81,000. And then her granddaughter, Kelsey, Kelsey Whitmer sold the home when she died. But she she gave this interview where she talked about how it was the greatest place ever to grow up. Oh, wow. And I gave you her picture, yeah. which is very interesting because she looks like Maureen McCormick, who played Marsha. She Brady. looks just like Marsha. It's yeah. weird. Like, I thought, that, I'm like, is this the actress? Yeah. Because that's what she looks so like, blonde you, hair, blue eyes. Yeah, can you give us first vibes of the house? Yeah. Because, you know, this is how we do it here. We don't <laughs> do the scientific data. We just ask Mystic Michaela what right. she thinks. So tell us, what do you... <laughs> If she says it's a good vibe, it's a good vibe. People should get there with their... Yeah. If this was like a higher budget show, yeah. we'd be there with our like beep, 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 right. beep, beep equipment right. everywhere and right. be like, mm-hmm, if anyone, exactly. If anyone wants to fund that, let me know. <laughs> Please. Um, but Looking right. for backers for Scott's dream show right. where that's what we do. All right. Okay. Move over Max Planck. Here comes Mystic Michaela. <laughs> Tell us what you get from this house. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Okay, so there's two pictures. I think the one you gave me was like, uh, like I don't. Uh, I think one's present and one's past or something. I, no, they're. Yeah. I think they're both at the time. They're different lighting. I give you oh, two okay. different lighting. Okay, yeah. all right, because one looks different. Like well, the landscaping looks different. Might be a little That's newer why. or something. Yeah. Okay, I guess landscaping's totally different. Anyway, this is what I get from the house. Trying. It feels like it's trying. Like, and it's weird. So, okay, so when a house has a really good vibe, it has, like, a personification. It, it's, like, becomes part of, like, a member of the family. And it, it likes to, this house feels, it does. It feels like it has lovely vibrations. Like, it just wants to be a home. It wants to support a family. It wants to play its part the best. Um, and what's interesting is, so when I talked about the three things that you get on it, like, this one is, like, emotions and vibes. So, obviously, this house absorbed and was projected upon a lot of happiness and positivity. I mean, just that show was kind of like the hope of the show and the quintessential like blended American family and how it all worked out. And, you know, and I feel like people probably put a lot of faith in, in that family and it was like very American or whatever, but this house feels like it kind of absorbed a lot of that. And then the people who purchased it, I bet they, them living there and just like incorporating it into their own family. Like, Hey, we, we're part of that too. We, and we can give that to people that come and we can partake in it. So there's this exchange of positive energy. So the house to me feels like it's trying. That's what it feels like to me. Like if you bought this house and lived in it, it wants to support you in your, in your American dream like that. Like that's what it feels like to me. Okay. So yeah, it does. And it's not like, it's a very 70s home or whatever yeah. it is, like whatever that – it's a very dated home. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's – I don't know. Like, and usually I, that's not my style, but I would live there. Like, I would. Would you live there? Yeah. Would you live and, there? Yeah. Yeah, like and, – and that's not my style at all. Like, usually I go for, like, older homes or something like that, like, in a different style. Yeah. But, like, this to me, it just feels welcoming. Yeah. I mean, I would transport it 
out of L.A., <laughs> move it to a, another part of the country. But other than that, yes. yeah, that's the only yeah, problem. Yeah, I would live there. But um, yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, they did. They said they de- definitely kept it up. They try to keep it looking nice. They try to present it a welcoming feeling when people would come. Yeah. But it's just so strange that there would be a family that would yeah. do that even because most of the time you buy a home and, you know, they bought it for 81000 in 1972, which is a, probably a lot of money for a house mm-hmm. back then. And you would think you'd want a little privacy. No, they they really welcome They really the like people. the joy. They like it, it brought them such joy. Yeah, it seems the, like they were as wholesome as the yeah the fam the TV family. The yeah, Bra- the Bradys. And it's weird that the granddaughter looks just like Marsha. Yeah. Oh yeah. What do you get from uh, Kelsey? So just looking at her, I feel like she's trying to like like it's a kind of it, it matches the vibe of the house. Okay. Like very, you. I guess, like, how do I say this? Like, you'd think it's made up. It's so nice, but it's actually genuine. Right. That's what she feels like. Like, you'd think it's fake. Like, oh, please. She, no, nobody's like this. Nobody is that happy. Nobody, but no, it is. Like, that's what she, the vibe she gives me. That's the vibe the house gives me, too, in a way. Like, come on. Like, all that pessimism that people have. Uh, like, that, it doesn't hold there. But the show was like that, too. Yeah. You know? Like, it was like, come on. They get along that well. You know, like that. But but they do. Yeah. They do. Well, and that's what I was trying to find. I was like trying, all right, I'm going to find something here that's negative about this place. And I couldn't find it. Well, that, Now, maybe that's how it's written about. I don't know. But I couldn't find anything on the negative side of this. Talking about that mirrored energy thing, when a place has a certain vibe, it tends to attract the same vibe or mirror the same vibe. That's what tends to happen. So it's interesting that the the kid that lived there looks exactly like yeah. Marsha, and and then the the vibe of the house is exactly like the vibe of the show, and and it's so it's it's definitely bringing people in who have that energy and supporting it and amplifying it, which mm-hmm. is what I talked about. Um, so as, could, as, could emotional re- – and now this is outside of the home. It's not in the home. Could the yeah. emotional residue that we talked about earlier, maybe of all these people coming by and taking pictures and loving it, could that have spread to the home? I mean that's a, that's one of the science things. Yeah, like I guess, so. I guess so. All right. <laughs> like maybe there's well, like a happy mineral deposit under it too. I don't know. Too. Right. But-, <laughs> but we're just taking the Mystic Michaela take right now. Right. All right. right. Well, as it turns out, the, the grandmother who owned it, she died. She passed. And then they sold the house, and there was a massive bidding war. Everybody wanted this house. Uh, Maureen McCormick, who played Marsha Brady, was trying to get in on it, but she realized it was just so much competition that she backed out. Lance Bass from NSYNC. Was he NSYNC? Yeah. Oh, I got that right? Okay. Yeah, good job. He wanted this home so bad. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, he took a tour, and he was quoted as saying, this was one of the happiest days of my life. Okay, just going into the Brady Bunch. House. Wow, he felt that. Yes, powerful. Now remember, this is the I don't remember what part he was in. Insane. Call the people that listen probably know this much better than me. But this is a guy who was in a huge band, probably had many great days. Yeah. in his life, and he's saying this is one of the happiest times of his Aww. life. And he actually was so distraught that Aww. he did not get the home. Uh, but then it went. It was bought for I think three and a half million to HGTV, oh. and that kind of annoyed me, too. I'm yeah. like, why didn't just, you know, Lance Bass should have got it. Yeah. Or someone else. <laughs> you know, what, giving it, I mean, I like HGTV, don't hear me wrong, a good house hunters on a Saturday night, that's, you know, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> that's really sad that I just said that. A it's good okay, house Scott. hunters on a Saturday night. Scott, it's okay. Gonna, we'll, we'll process that later. Yeah, process that later. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then HD did get it. And then Lance, you know, gave a statement that he was happy that they got it. Right. And they did a whole reality TV show. And I got like here, I was like, I got all my red started coming out. Like, right. I don't know. I'm sure they did fine by it. But to me, it should have been a they, single. But they do like owner. a renovation show. Yeah, they did like a renovation show. I think I remember that actually. Yeah. I th- and And I think they said something like the. The most viewers or something they got for it was it the Property Brothers did yeah, it. Yeah, the Property Brothers. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. I could I I couldn't read those articles because it. Then you got angry because you want a family to yeah, keep. Yeah, so I wanted another family to. to I knew you were gonna it. say this, so I just googled. Yeah. Uh, the 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 house now. Okay. And this was um on February second, twenty twenty three. So isn't that crazy? This is the house now. There's like a fence in front of it. See? Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. It looks different. It feels sad. Oh. It feels lonely. <gasps> This and, was this was the hope, the hope that there would be a house that would always stay good. I know because pr- they I'm put sorry. Up the, yeah, that's what they did. They put yeah, up a, a barrier fence. so people can't go on it I, anymore. Yeah, take pictures. Yeah, because before they can go up, they could talk um, to the owners. They could take their pictures. It feels probably lonely. weren't selfies at that time, but it yeah. feels like it feels like a like it got put in a zoo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like behind bars. And now it's just like, it just wants kids and fun and play and family and tradition. It doesn't have anything anymore. I hope they sell it soon yeah. to a family. Yeah. Okay. So you know what? I was picking up the house's energy. I can't believe <gasps> I'm saying this. Right. But I was so upset yeah. that HDTV bought it. Yeah. Out of, you know, and it should have went to either like, like maybe Marsha Brady or someone you else know, or a family or and something. And that's your red or a way of picking up a vibration. You're yes. going to get angry about it. Right. We, we we're talking about this over in the psychic workshop that yeah. we're running about how feelings are actually carrying your vibrations, your, the emotions you have carry psychic messages. So okay. I just feel really sad. It makes me sad. So, and, it, and, and the house itself now feels lonely because it just wants to keep trying. It's yeah. very sad. It just wants to keep trying. Okay. Yeah. And for me, I couldn't even read the articles. I, I stopped my yeah. research at that point. You got really upset for so the house. Very upset. It was like the underdog now, the house. So, all right. There's my theory of one positive place going down the drain. All, all right. right. Sorry. Well, hopefully well, they sell it to a fan. You know, they can't keep they it will. forever. Yeah. And maybe they'll Somebody tear down that fence it. and a nice family will come out. And you yeah. can take pictures with them again and be, it'd be nice. It's all be good. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. All right, now we're going to what we usually talk about. Ooh. The house, this is dubbed the house of death. Okay. It's as scary as it sounds. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, this chills. Is, okay, so. Yeah. I don't know, maybe a trigger uh, warning? There is going to be a trigger warning towards the end. You don't have to get the trigger warning yet. Okay. We'll give you the trigger You'll warning give it to them. before the last Got it. portion. All right, and again, we're going to, we're not using, using Ernest Rutherford here. He's, I'm just aiming scientists, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, who are you talking <laughs> about? Was a, he was a famous, uh, like, Quantum theory. You're scientist. so smart. Yeah. I, took, I, 
I took the history of science one year. In you college. did? Yeah. And you got that rote memory. So yeah, like, if I took uh, that, I wouldn't remember Schrodinger's anything. cat, you put the cat in the box, put the poison, the cat die, all that jazz. All That's right. disgusting and awful. I know. It's terrible. Scientists, you know. Trigger warning. Backwards. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. We shouldn't be laughing about the house of death. All right. All right. 14th, 14th West 10th Street in Greenwich Village. We've been mm-hmm. to the village. We went there once on Halloween. That was a that's trip. A site. That that's was a, a trip. That's a trip. That's a that whole was, other story. That was fun. Go to the Greenwich Village on Halloween night and you're in for a treat. Yeah, we just ran into it too. We were yeah, like, we what, is what is this? What is going on? <laughs> Megan, <laughs> where are we? <laughs> I try to do your voice. <laughs> a voice of me doing your voice? Yeah, it was me doing Exactly. <laughs> All right. So this house was built in 1856. It was a beautiful home when it was built. It was just for one family uh, on a very – it was built for the wealthy. It was built for prestige. It was on a beautiful street, uh, a, a kind of like a statement house for the time. Um, nothing happened till 1897. This is a little bit of a stretch here, but we'll, we'll go with it. There was a famous cyclist that bought the home. His name was Fred H. Andrew. I didn't give you a picture of him, but – he, while he was cycling, he was this famous cyclist, hit a boy, broke the kid's leg. He was at fault, and he went to jail for it. Oh, really? Yeah. So that is like the first, like... Why? Uh, was well, it an accident? No, I guess it was, I don't know, it was his fault or whatever. But it's the first, like, kind of... They were harsh back then. Yeah. <laughs> Riding a bike, break a kid's leg, go to jail. <laughs> I feel like there's more to that story. <laughs> yeah, there's not, you can't find too much on it. But, yeah. But I just wanted to kind of set the stage <laughs> that this is like the first time you get... Bad luck. Okay. All right. But truly nothing really happens there yet. You know, again, 1856, that's 1897. And then in 1900, a very famous resident moves in. Okay. And that is Mark Twain, author, you know, Huckleberry Finn, uh, Tom Sawyer. And he only lives there about a year. Okay. Now he comes to the home and I gave you a picture of Mark Twain. I don't know if you could read that picture from the early 1900s. You can check it out if you want. Okay. um, He comes to the home and I looked up the history of what was going on in his life at that time, at the turn of the century, 1900. And he was kind of, he was depressed. He had lost a kid. Uh, He was in huge, he had made some really, really bad investments. He actually got involved with some scientists too. And they, you know, the inventions didn't go Uh, the way they should have. And he invested was like equivalent to like nine million dollars today. Not then, today's money. Yeah, I know, but the still. Yeah, yeah, just a crazy amount of money. Yeah, and he was he was basically coming. He went over to Europe for a while, mm. and he was basically coming back a a pauper. You know, after writing some of the you know most famous. I don't know how famous he would have been at that time, but famous, very famous novels. But uh, and he had a publishing company that went was just he botched it. You know, he really. So he was in a bad spot. Yeah, he was in a bad spot. A lot of people, you know, thought he was very depressed at the time. Of course, you know, he's pr- practically broke. Um, now, also Twain, he is known as a like a. He was very into the paranormal. He mm. was really into this stuff, uh, but he was also like me. He was a skeptic. So, you know, he claimed to have premonitions. He had a claim to have a premonition of an accident that was going to happen to his brother, and then it happened. Oh wow. Um, he believed in like uh, telepathy, mm. things of that nature. He, when after his daughter passed, they mm. attempted seances and things yeah. like that. So he he was a skeptic, but he also there was room there. He did write a couple stories about how ghosts are total BS and mm-hmm. all that too. Okay, so 
Anyway, he's there one night. He's sitting there, and a large piece of wood kindling moved through the air, he claimed. This is him saying, all by itself. <sighs> he takes out his gun. Oh, my God. Shoots it. It falls to the ground, and underneath it are drops of blood. That's a lot. Yeah. That's what Mark Twain said. That's now, creepy. He thinks a rat lifted it. He, he claims at some point that a rat lifted it up. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of rats in New York City. But yeah, maybe. That's a real, that could be like a super rat, like rat man or something. Like, you know, was he a drinker Ant-Man. though? Well, you like I said, anything? it was a bad time yeah. for him. I don't know. I gave you two pictures of him. I don't yeah. know if you could get anything off those. But I, yeah. If well, you can, great. Okay, so uh, generation, like when I read old photos, you got to understand sometimes the auras are different because of the time, time, the time, the cultural time and just the, and the generation or whatever. But he's green and purple. He's wearing like an authentic blue in this one photo. I think that's an older one. Yeah. Yeah. And that he does. He looks really... And I, if I, he looks like he's got an issue with drinking or okay. something. You know, I don't know, but that's what it feels like. There's something De- off to yes, me. Yes, definitely could be. Okay. And I get with him, it's like a, very angry. And I mean, well, everything, sometimes it's like everything you like. Yeah, if I, I had said that for, I would have said he feels angry, like he's overusing a substance and he's in kind of like a, a really hazy spot. The other thing, honestly, I wouldn't trust a lot of what he said. Okay. That's the other thing. He feels like he's a little bit like... I don't know, like he's in his own world, I would say. So there's like a haze around him, a haze uh, that is buffering him from reality. So I wouldn't want to say like delusional, but you know, because not that, I mean more kind of like stubborn towards how the reality, a distance from reality, which makes him just to me not the most trustworthy uh, narrative of anything. Right. I guess it's a strange story to tell as well. Yeah, you know? but that's interesting. That okay, yeah. And he only lived there one year, then he moved out. Um now here here's the weird part. And people now he moved out, I think he moved to Connecticut from there, and he died he doesn't die in the home. He dies in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Okay. But people claim, many, many people claim that Mark Twain haunts that house. You know, I just got this weird, weird feeling, like looking at this, like uh, and I don't know what this means. But just looking, because you gave me a picture of the home too, and I just got I like lots of doors and closets. Okay. And I don't know what the heck that is. Okay. But a lot of like weird doors, weird closets, and like passageways that are closed off, but but something with things that should be closed off but aren't, or do so something's weird about. I don't know what that means. No, that, well, it is interesting. It was a, it was a, like I said, it was one time a single family huge home, mm-hmm. and then nineteen thirties they took it and they. Made it into apartments. Oh, okay. They made it into so it's all 10, cut up. Yeah, they cut it up, chopped it up. Weird rooms here. Okay. There was like quarters for, for servants and oh, okay. things like that. Okay. So, and now I think they turned it into 10 apartments. Oh. But a lot of people have claimed that he just, you'll see him on the, the stairwell. Somebody doesn't have to die somewhere to haunt the space. Oh, okay. You really don't. Yeah. Um, because if you put enough, this is just like ghost stuff how I get it. If you put enough energy in one spot, it's almost like, you know, like on your phone, you can drop a, what do they call that? Drop. Uh, my car is parked here. Drop a tag or yeah. whatever. I feel like you can do that with your energy in different places and spots in your life at different times. You can, it makes it easier for your energy to come back to it from the other side. Okay. I mean, it, like I, drop I, a pin, you know, you drop, yeah, a pin. drop a pin. Yeah. Like you kind of do that like energetically throughout your life. 
Okay. Like you might like really like, you know, happy or sad. I think people drop pins. All right. Well. With their souls and then they can come back. He apparently dropped one in this house. <laughs> okay. Um, so later on in the 30s, a mom and her daughter moved into one of the uh, apartments and this is what they claim that they heard from Mark Twain. Ooh. My name is Clemens, and I have a problem here. I got to settle. Oh, my God. Clemens is his, Samuel Clemens' yeah. original name. Yeah. My name is Clemens, and I have a problem here. I got to settle. I got chills. It's really creepy. That's what they heard him, the, the spirit say. Yeah. Mark Twain. Okay. Really weird. Okay. Let's fast forward a little bit. So next to move in. Okay, so... And these are also row. They were also rows. So there's a part. There's uh, buildings attached oh, to them. So yeah. there are buildings on each side. Like a row house. Like row houses. Mm-hmm. So then they take. Like I said, they take this house. They move it into ten apartments. Someone who moved in again late thirties was Jan Bryant Bartell. Okay, so Jan was. She was an actress. She was a writer. She was a psychic. She mm-hmm. also moved in with her daughter, by the way. So I don't know. If that's the that's mom and the daughter, and then well, daughter. Because he would have been attracted to the daughter's energy because yeah. he lost a daughter, that kind of thing. Yeah. So as soon as she moved into the home, and again, she claims, she's like, I gave you a picture yeah, of her off her book, her. but mm-hmm. she wrote, wrote a book called Spindrift. Very hard to get your hands on this one. I tried fiercely to get a copy of yeah. it, but it's like in rare books. You can get one for like $200 or something like that. But she tells about all these things that happen in the house, kind of like the Amityville Horror wow. House. And she, you know, it's the same stuff you hear in all of these. That's the, crazy. The differences in temperature, mm-hmm. uh, people, you know, marching band, the marching band that played. Oh, the loud. The, yeah. The loud, man. Like, wow. Yeah. And this is befo- way before all this that. This is way before the Amityville mm-hmm. Horror House. Yeah. Way before any of that was like out there or published or talked about. Yeah. yeah this is before, I mean, were the Warrens getting going around there, but they wouldn't have been published yet. Um yeah. You know, the chili, the damp, the the rotting, the mm. rotting smells. The smells. Yeah. yeah. That's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. She claims that Mark Twain inhabits the house, the spirit. Okay. She claims that there's 22 spirits that roam oh. this home. Okay. Including a cat, a gray cat. I don't know if you get a gray cat, but I show you the <laughs> pictures of the houses. You can look at that. Um, and then she claims in the book... There was this time period of of death. So it started with her dog. Her dog died. And then people started dying in the apartment complex. Wow. Like nine people. And then she was the 10th. <gasps> she died. They weren't sure. They She died right, pretty much right after the book was published. Oh, and, that's crazy. Yeah. And so she, she like saw the pattern. Yeah. And then she actually died. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and she, first she lived in the apart, the building next door, and she felt stuff. And then when mm-hmm. she moved over to well, that 14, stuff can spread. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they, we talked about. Like, just because there's a wall doesn't mean the energy stops. Yeah. Now, could you get? I mean, I gave you the book, which is so old, and I don't know if you can get. Well, it looking at her, it's I a mean, picture off her book. Now, again, like talk about the generational thing. This woman's incredibly purple. Okay. And 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 blue. So. For that time period, like she's a very loud aura color, especially for a woman, especially for a woman of that time um, and her generation, everything like that. Like she must have been very different, very ahead of her time, but very noticeable to society as someone that they'd want to like hush or or brush aside or not treat the same or whatever. But she she's very self-aware of it. She's, she's very much around 
this situation. I feel like she's a protector of the house in some sort of, of people wanting to go to that house or something with the house in some way. I do get her wanting to kind of like put a barrier. So I wonder if she, so this is, this is really, this is just what I get. Okay. Cause when I look at her and then I look at the house, I feel like she tries to keep people from living there or, or tries to warn people or tries to protect people from the energy there. So it, it is an evil energy. Though. Well, when I look at the house, cause you gave me a picture of the house. Yeah. Um, the bottom floor feels the most stressful to me, but I get this kind of, hold on. All right. Hold on. Okay. Sorry. I have to, yeah, I get, well, maybe it's not the bottom floor. Maybe it's like the, I don't know how this works. Like with the street, maybe it's the first floor or something. Cause there could be a garden. I'm yeah. Not, there might be a be, garden entrance. Yeah. So not that one, but the one above it. Okay. Anyways. So maybe the second floor. I don't know what that is. Anyways, when I look at it, it just feels, it feels hotelish, but not in a good way. So I just get like a lot of transients in it and it feels like not upkept and it feels like it doesn't want an owner. It, and again, it has a personality, but not in a good way. It feels very much like a void is what it feels like to me. I think you, and, and it's weird because like I see a little bit of the houses on either side. They don't feel that way. Yeah. They feel more like, okay, whatever. Like this one feels kind of like, I think the vibe would be is like, has this been empty a while? Has this changed hands a lot? Who's the manager of the building? Where does the owner live? Like those were the, would be, I think the questions you'd ask if you walked into this building and you started feeling things, you'd try to get your finger on like who, where's the origins of this situation? Like what's the intention behind this home? And I also just get, I get something with water in the house. That's really, I don't know if it's now this could be like one of those geopathic things because I don't know if the piping's not good or there's something with the water quality, or there's something. I it just make, sometimes I get paranormal stuff with water issues, but it feels like there's water issues in this in this space, and it doesn't feel healthy to me. Okay, that's that's pretty freaky. Why? <laughs> no, no. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And well, I want to tell you the the last story. Okay. Uh, that really gives it the name, the House of Death. Okay. And we're going to put out the the trigger warning right here. Uh, all right. So November second, nineteen eighty seven. And I want I gave you this picture. I didn't tell you anything about this one. Okay. Of a little girl. I'll just use her first name. Uh, you, I mean, you could all look, this is looked up. You could, it's public, mm -hmm. uh, named Lisa. And oh my God. The, I was just going to say Lori. Cause I got an L name. I okay. should have just said it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This, this is really hard to look at. I do feel like she's dead and I feel like she died in the home and I feel like, did a man do it to her? Yes. And it feels like some sort of father figure, maybe not dad, but some sort of figure of fatherhood to her. It was dad. Oh my God. Yes. Was her dog too? Or did she have an animal? Do you know? 
I not a hundred percent sure, but I think so. Okay, so I get this really strong feeling of not just death. There was some sort of horrific situation leading up to it, with where she wants to stay as a child because, like, what happened to her was not. Uh, I get abuse, so I get torture and abuse, like that sort of thing. Yes. So yes, you were a hundred percent correct oh on God. all of this. Um, I think I gave you. a she was six when she died. I think oh I gave God. you a picture. I don't know if she was six in that photo or not. Yeah, she looks uh, about that. Yeah, the, the 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 father was a lawyer. Her mom, her mom uh, Hedda, was a Joel was the father. Hedda was a she was a publisher. So you, it seems like a typical normal yeah. family, right? But it you was never a know. house, yeah. right? And now again, this house with this bad energy and everything. But this guy was a psycho. He, you know, he a lot of drugs. He went. There was a lot of. Um, Yes, a lot of abuse, a lot of, a lot of physical abuse to the kids. He, there was also a brother. He was, they found him tied up when they came to the home, uh, and he was soaked in his own you know, bodily functions. That's terrible. Um, the, the wife was, was, was beaten, and the girl was dead. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just a terrible— it, So this, like, made the headlines? Oh, this was huge headlines. So this was, like— so this is like the house of horror. Everybody How, now knows, like, what's that house that happened at? Oh, my gosh. Right. So like the, that. The, right. Because remember, the, the book came out by Jan <gasps> right, Bartel. Right, because the book. Yeah, they had the book out. It was actually a decent hit at that time. Wow. Um, and then for a while it was a hit. And then this so house. people knew of this home. Right. And weird things being it. Mark Twain always being right. seen there. Weird, odd things happening. But then this one, this one made it the house of death and, oh in 1987 and when they when the police came there they were just they, it was like a it, scene it was a scene wow. and I, I think i give you a newspaper clipping of, oh. of the time wow and what they saw was just they couldn't believe it they just couldn't believe it well and, what what's with the house now because it just feels like all over the place yeah i think i'm not 100 percent sure i think they, they they have like a plaque like mark twain lived here and like there's some signs up like like museum this part okay. part i don't i don't know i, I kind of get freaked out after i read this story yeah kinda like the same thing with the opposite one like that psychic lady who wrote she knew this she knew the house was bad it was bad and what's interesting is with that guy the the, the man that killed joel yeah joel okay um did he get worse in the house? That's my question. Because that's like Amityville. That's you know what like, I mean? Yeah, that's like, like the, all, those other ones. Yeah, yeah like where right. the, the men like blame it on the house that they start getting abusive and angry and different. Yeah. Like, did he blame it on that? Or what happened to him? He went to jail. He went to forever, jail. Or? Yeah, no. Uh, um, he got out? Yes. What? 17 years he got. That's it? Yeah, for <laughs> murdering his kid. Yeah, 17. I said, he didn't even get first degree. He got, I think he got second degree. Man, uh, Why? Be, because they claimed he was like, Binging cocaine, he was out of his mind. Okay, and I don't know. They, yeah, I don't. Maybe he had a good lawyer. I don't know. Well, he, I don't think yeah, he was a lawyer. So cocaine doesn't make you do that. No, I know. I don't know how. I I was shocked too. I'm like, how many? Is this, wow. What happened is is 87. I don't know if he'd still be alive today. Oh my god. It's another. Was that 20, 25? That's like 35 years later. I don't know how old he was then, but wow. Yeah, you'd think this guy's life in jail, right? Yeah. Um, no, 17 years. He got out in 2000 something. Wow. 2000, was that before? 2004 he got out. Messed up, man. The wife didn't go to jail either. Um, they did press charges on her for just abuse, like letting this stuff happen. Yeah. But, you know, she was also abused. They probably had the other kids, so they probably didn't want the two parents 
in jail, you know, for the uh, oh for God. the son Mitchell. But uh, what a that's like a horrific story. Yeah, I'm. It's like people do your research before you move in somewhere. Yeah, I think there's just from the Mystic Michaela spiritual family page. There are um, every state. I guess this I learned because somebody somebody moved into a house where this horrific murder happened. I think we talked about it on here, and they didn't know until the neighbors were like, "Oh, <laughs> like that." And then, and then, um, oh my god, I'm so because that's off the cuff. Otherwise, I'm sorry, member who posted this because you know who you are and you put such an awesome account of the house and stuff and her kids started noticing um like the dad killed everybody or something and then the kids start and there were kids and the kids started noticing like toy like they were playing with the the ghost kids my point is is that i guess every state has its own law whether you can know what happened in the house before you or not okay so some states you can some states you can can tell some states you can't wow so my point is is like talk to neighbors yeah (laughs) like yeah. I have to look into that to see if anyone lives there today. That's, they might have shut this down at some point. I don't know. I have to look into that. Maybe ju- if it was just like a museum or do people still live there? I, I don't know. Yeah, we could. I'll try to find it okay. and put it in the Facebook we'll try to group. update that. Update that. I, after I read the story. The, yeah, that's kinda, disturbing. Yeah, like, you was, like went dark. You w- spent so long looking for that spindrift book. Oh, no. I was – because, I, again, I was given the task to find something paranormal this week, which I want – you know, which I love to do. <laughs> And, you know, for like two, this actually was supposed to be a few weeks ago, this episode, but for like three weeks, I, know. I became obsessed with this house and this happens to me. Wait, what's her name? Jan? Jan. Yeah. Yeah. I bet, I, I bet you anything. Cause she just feels so present. She was working through you. Jan Bartell. Yeah. And now that I got that protector vibe on her, she's probably just trying to elicit your help and getting it. Not that we're some like, you know, yeah. huge broadcast, but Hey, no, it was you know, like, I, don't live there. Yeah, it was, <laughs> like, it was, maybe she's trying to tell you, like, it, help. It it could have been, because I was really trying really hard, because I wanted to get the, I wanted to read the, the book, her book, mm. and then do, do the thing, but I couldn't get it. And then, you know, you found it, like, I did, right away. In but two it was, seconds. And on, um, but I had to read it online. Well, yeah. And I can't, I read some of it, but I cannot read a book I on. I can't read on the, online. I can't read a book on the computer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did find it. Yeah, you did find it right, right away. Like, I'm searching no, like, like, for weeks. Weeks. I'm like, uh, what's her name? What's the name of the... Oh, here it is, Scott. Yeah, you, can just you know, get my it red, on. I'm here debating. It is. Somebody scanned it, yeah. and it's all online. Yeah, there it was, and I read it. I read parts of it. I couldn't read the whole thing. But yeah, there I am, you know, like, should I buy this $200 copy I'm for like, this one episode? <laughs> you know, my cheapness is playing a part here. You know, <laughs> part of me is like, just do it, buy it. Then I'm like, well, what if I don't like it? But I like found it, it online. I'm like, yeah, you just, found it in two seconds. Just read it online. I should have asked you. I mean, I spent two weeks looking. At <laughs> just book. read it online. And all right, I mean, if anyone has this book, let me know. Um, because he can't read it online. Yeah, Spindrift. <laughs> it's called Spindrift Spray from a Psychic Sea. But I'm trying to say, like, maybe she's trying to, because I don't Talk, know where. Yeah, yeah, come through you. It could be to I'm keep people right from living in this home. <laughs> okay. Seriously, well, or and understanding what's happening there, and. Yeah understanding like what happened to that little girl yeah you know because yeah no i well i know no member of the mystic michaela spiritual family <laughs> is moving into that house i mean there's so many old houses with so many bad things that yeah, happened in them you yeah. know what i mean yeah. so i guess i should just like round it up with i wasn't even planning this but you should always make a space your own okay always always we just went into a restaurant the other day and it used to be like a really we were just eating at this restaurant this local restaurant and he's like i don't know because it used to be this other restaurant and everybody 
hated that one and it's new ownership and he's like i don't know if i got a sage and in my head i'm like you didn't already sage (laughs) oh my god that's why you keep getting the bad yelp reviews from people that think you're the old place right anytime you go into a space i don't care if it's your office i do this before i try to do this before like if i do speaking presentations or whatever um and obviously my home and then every once in a while the house again you have to you have to make it your own. If you know, I, I have sage spray, which is just spray. It's just like that scent in a spray. I mean, you can make your own um, aromas. Lavender is really good. Rosemary, um, Palo Santo. But my point, like, and you go around and you just open all the windows and doors if you can, and just insert your own energy in the home. And tell all the energy that is not like energy to please exit. And it will. All right. Well, after after doing this research, I you know, I, I am a believer that these places hold something yeah. in them. You know, I, I felt it myself. I didn't I've never been a, obviously near this house of death, although I wanna go now. Oh no. Yeah. I'm but not I, going I, there. I, I don't know if I go in, but I wanna <laughs> I do wanna go like outside it. I don't like that kind of stuff. Yeah, too. You would never, would you go anywhere near that nope. house? No. Nope. Not, would you go to the front door? No. I wouldn't no. even touch it. Would you go to the street? I mean, the street's like just the street. Because they said, they said that there's been cases spreading to the, yeah. house, the, the attached homes. Yeah. It's like, it, it's, it's, ugh. Yeah. That stuff's infectious. So, you got to stay right. away. I, I believe it. I'm, I'm a believer in this one. So. I, I can put up a wall, but I wouldn't like test yeah. it. No, I, I'm a believer, but. All right, I don't look, I don't want to end this on this death <laughs> note with this poor child. So I, I say we do an overtime. Overtime. And, you know, and I have one planned. This is premeditated. A planned overtime. Planned overtime. So speaking of making a space your own. Well, real quick overtime. Yeah, okay. Oh, all right. You, you may leave now. Yes. I don't know what's going to be said. It could be <laughs> insulting. It could not be for little ears. If you've li- well, this whole episode wasn't really for little yeah, ears. Yeah. The last part, right? But that's your warning. Okay. okay. Yeah. Done. You can go now. All right. So but, speak, like you said, speaking of making a space your own. Go okay. ahead. So yoga this morning. I'm still. La- I've been laughing all morning. By the way, this I've been. Is, I've been holding it like. I can't believe this happened. Okay. So <laughs> we go. We go to yoga on Fridays at the Y. You know, with Chuck and the foot fetish and all that. And. <laughs> So I usually take the back spot. I always get the back spot, back corner, you know, my own little space. You know, I'm a great social distancer. And you, you know, put your mat, what is it, like three feet between, like away from me. You have your yoga rectangle. Right. And then I put my yoga rectangle, my mat, like right three feet in front of you. So we're like me, you. Right. And I do this because. Three feet in between us-ish. Exactly. Right. Yeah, maybe three feet or something like that. Maybe a little less even. But I do this because then, you know, I have the back, so I get the back wall, and I got you in front of me, so I know no one, I'm not going to get anyone in front yeah, of me. Yeah, like no one's butt's going to be yeah, in your face but ex- mine. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which it is all the time. Right. But so we're just there, we're doing our warm up, and this lady yes. comes in, yeah. takes her mat, yeah. and puts it right between, this never happened before, your mat and my mat. Okay. Just a little setting. This is the YMCA in, uh, I mean, we love, I don't know. Is that, can I say that? I don't know. Can oh, I, it's a great place. It's, it's, it's a great. wonderful it's a place. A wonderful place. It's wonderful. But it is in Florida. And it, it's been known to have a couple South Florida purples wander in. Okay. Yeah, sure. I, I don't know what this, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm just trying to say, like, this isn't, it's, I don't know. It's well, a class at the Y. You know okay, what I mean? Sure. <laughs> but it's, a, it's a great class and we do it all the time. But anyway. We love our class. That's irrelevant because this lady yeah. comes in. 
So now she's in between us, and I would say there was probably, let's say, three inches on from her mat to my mat and three inches from your mat to her mat. And <laughs> so I'm like, like I obviously make this this face. And I'm like, and I tell her, like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what? And she's like, just looks at me. And I'm like, you know, there's not enough room. It's going to be too tight to do to stay there. It's just too tight of space because you know you got to take your leg and you got to twist it and you got to put a leg here. And like you said, you know, body parts go. All body parts would have been touching at some point with her right in between the middle of us. So, you know, I'm trying to get her to move and I keep telling her, like, there's not going to be enough room. It's too tight in here. So this is what happened. (laughs) So I'm on my mat doing like child's pose and you're on your mat doing some sort of triangle thing. And she (laughs) plops her like and all of a sudden I'm like, what is that? It's like a woman with her mat in between the two of us. And she's odd. Like, you can tell she's just an odd person. And like, you know, she's odd. And you're like, and you know, I'm never going to say anything no. because I'm like, oh, I'm so scared for confrontation. And you go, excuse me. It's too tight here. Yeah. You don't want to put your mat here. This is going to be too tight. Yeah. And she goes, my vagina. <laughs> and you didn't hear her. No, I didn't hear her. And you go, no. Yeah. And I think no, the, I didn't, you, you knew she said something, but right. you didn't know what. No, didn't know so what you said. were like, no, like, because you have to go like this with your arms and this, and, and this isn't enough room. You need to move. And she was my vagina. And at that point, my mouth, I grabbed my jaw, put it back in my mouth, grabbed. I'm like, it's fine. I'm moving. I put my, and I moved because I am like, what? I went and I heard my vagina twice. At least, I think. Maybe three times. And I'm trying to think, like, does she speak another language? Now I speak Spanish. And there's nothing in Spanish that is my vagina. Like, that is not. (laughs) And and I'm like, I don't know any other language where my vagina means, oh, I'm sorry, or excuse, or something else. Like, she legit said that. Maybe it's like like, that Michael Scott, like, that's what she said. Because I said, you know, I said something to the fact, like, it's going to be a, this is a tight space. Yeah, she's like, my vagina's tight? Like, what? (laughs) <laughs> so you didn't hear it. No, I didn't hear and it. And you're just like, you see me moving. Yeah. And then you start, you're, you're like, you're, you speaking well, up. I, yeah. And you're speaking up for yeah. me and you're like, you know, and you know, I'm going to move because I'm a, and you're like, I think you wanted me to hold firm with you or whatever. But after I heard my vagina out twice, I'm like, no, no, I'm leaving. And it's, and then you're like, well, I guess you'll move and not her. And then, um, I walk up to you and I'm like, Scott. Oh, and you said that it's going to be too tight in here. She said, it's my vagina. <laughs> she said, I, I don't even know what that means. I started, I just, like, I don't belly know what laughing. that means. Yeah, I didn't even, I don't know. I, I was just laughing. So anyways, I, I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, so you couldn't stop laughing. So now were looking at me like, class what's wrong starts with that guy? Oh and her butt is in your face. Yeah. Well, thank God you moved because I wasn't moving from my spot. <laughs> my corner is my corner. But... <laughs> You know, this lady was passing wind. Oh, she was farting. many times. And listen, it's yoga, and you get one. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. She, you get uh, okay. one in yoga. Okay, <laughs> I've been going to Ed. I've been going to Ed's class. I don't know, three years now. Like, anyone's okay. gonna do it? It's and you. I've never done it. Yeah, I know <laughs> zero. And that's not you know that's tough for me. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> where's Lumi? I need Lumi. Okay, so. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, so if but, I can hold it, you can hold it. But she was not holding it. It was like popping. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I moved in your in your I, face. Yeah. It, and okay. Every time she did it, I was like, 
I thought I was going to die. It's it real weird. Yeah. And she'd always turn the wrong way. So she's always looking at me when you're, you know, you're supposed to, he says, oh, turn on your right side. And she's now. on her left. She'd be on her left. And you're on your right. You yeah. have to make an eye contact. Yeah. And then she'd be like, turn on your, your left. And she'd be on her right. And it's like, what are you doing? And she like kept doing these leg lifts, like yeah. and making eye contact with you. She's botching I, my everything. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do my, what's it? Like, the balancing, you know, I, I want to balance you. Right. You got to concentrate when you're standing on one foot and one hand is on the other foot. Right. And, and then there's the hurt. I'm laughing. I can't even <laughs> balance, you know. It was crazy. So, All right. I'm glad we, we got to end on this I don't know. Note. I don't know why we felt the need to tell you that happened to us today. Well, I, I wanted to, I felt the need to lighten it up because of the house of death. I know. But, so if anybody knows what she meant by my vagina, yeah, please you tell know, us. Right in, yeah, right in. Tell us. <laughs> right in. Share with us our thoughts because we yeah. are puzzled. Yes, we are, and it uh, worked. Yeah. Hey, if you if you, yeah. you want to well, sit down in the bus seat, let's say there's people, yeah, and you just plop down in a place that's really not a socially acceptable place to sit, and people are like, hey, just be like my vagina, and maybe they'll just leave you alone. Right. <laughs> You've said that many times today. I can't. We could change Jumanji to that word and the. the other, but the thing is, if you, drinking game. It was like, yeah, you had you had to move because there, were, like, when you moved out, you know, <laughs> at least there was a little more space. But she would have like, with these moves, you, you her, your, her face or your face or whoever's face would have been in each other's body. There parts. was nowhere to put your feet off the mat. Yeah, and so. then like, there's you know that move where you have to, I don't know what it's called, but like, where you have, yeah, you have to go downward the dog. Downward dog. You would have put your face into her part that you've been talking yeah. about all these times. So it's really strange. And well, I don't think we can even end on this note. So I'm going to end on the note that we finally got our 1111 event up. Oh, that's because, a good yeah, one. We can't end on that. Good job, Either Scott. This lady. <laughs> good job. Yeah. Parts in your face. And then <laughs> it's overtime. So 1111, we're doing an event. Uh, 1110, 1111, <laughs> Fort Lauderdale beach at the Bahia Mar hotel. We were have a great event. We've done this. A couple of times. It's a lot of fun. People from all over oh, so fun. the country come, maybe even international. Everyone's best friends. Everyone's going to be best yeah, friends. Yeah, we got Canadians last time. Yeah, we had Canadians yeah. from Edmonton and hopefully more this year because I think Toronto was closed or it was really hard to get out of Toronto. Did you from Maine too? We had the Maine wall. The we Maine had five wall. or six people from Maine come. Maine. And they protected your protectors from Maine. So hopefully, From the South Florida Purples at the bar yep, that we didn't know. The Maine wall. I, yeah. trained, I trained them in the bar. They were to amazing. protect you. So they were, they were great. <laughs> hopefully they come again. Uh, it, it's just, yeah, it's a fantastic time. We'll talk about it and it's still a while away cause it's 11, yeah. 11, but we'll talk about it. Tickets are, uh, I believe will still be available at the time of this, uh, mm-hmm. airing, but we'll end on that note. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. This podcast is for you and about you. And we're so glad you spent some time with us today. <laughs>